Hey, hey, hey. Hey, how's it going? Oh, hanging in there. How do I sound? No, you sound sexy. That's what I like to hear. You want to respond to uh, Tyler? Oh, did he? Yeah, he's confused as to which one he should join. my fucking thing. God damn it. Hello there. Howdy. Hootie tootie disco cutie. <laughs> Hootie tootie disco cutie. Oh man. So uh John uh before you had us watch this movie uh the greasy strangler uh, you had some trepidation, and after I watched it, I told you, and you said, are, "So, are we still friends?" Yeah. <laughs> so, so are we still friends? We are. We are. Okay. <laughs> we are. Before we get yeah. too far into it, let's uh, let's introduce the pod. So, who's taking that one? Uh, John, it's your turn. This is week it's number my three. turn. Okay. Well, uh, this is Podsylvania, and uh, this week. Me, myself, John, my friend Tyler. How are you doing, Tyler? Just me. Yeah. And uh, Pat. Adio. Uh, are talking about uh, The Greasy Strangler, which is uh, is an odd movie. Wouldn't you say, agree with that, fellas? To say the least. Sort of uh, fresh. Rotten Tomatoes. The first, really? Certified fresh, no lie. No lie. Do you, do you have the percent on that? Sixty like one hundred critics said it was better than bad. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fact. On par with Passion of the Christ. And you know what, John? I'm sick of you sending me all these like critic darling movies to watch all the time. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, you know me. I just, I just listen to whatever the critics say. <laughs> so, by the Greasy Strangler. Uh, uh, we had done a couple pods, John, and uh, you said, "Hey, I just watched this really fucking weird movie, and I really want you guys to watch it. Can you uh, kind of delve into your mindset and why you wanted us to watch this movie?" Because uh, I thought it would be fun to talk about. Because I felt that I really thought that you were going to hate it to be honest with you. Um, so I thought it would be fun to talk about that. Plus, it's just like, even if you don't like it and think it's gross, it's like still something to talk about. Gotcha. How did you happen upon this movie? Um, well, I had seen it on Amazon and the, uh, you know, the little picture by the movie and the poster or whatever and the description seemed interesting. So I uh, looked around see what people had to say about it and they said it was uh, pretty weird which they weren't lying um, <laughs> so then i watched it and i thought oh this would be fun for other people to watch and see what their reactions are <laughs> i have to say this is probably one of the weirdest movies i've ever seen in my life uh no no, no lie there i can't sugarcoat that yes i would agree with that <laughs> yeah yeah, I've watched some really strange porn, and I would say this tops out as the, the weirdest thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> like, uh, 
at one point, um, one of the characters who has a micro penis is jerking off, and <laughs> my girlfriend Maria walked into the room, and she was like, "What?" And then just left the room. <laughs> oh man. I'm glad that I could make that happen. It's like an awkward moment with your girlfriend. It, I, I promise you it wasn't any weirder than our normal sexual life. So. No, I'm sure it wasn't. Part, part of the course. That the character with the micro penis, his father has just an absolutely massive member. I mean, just like the size of a forearm. Yeah, he's packing heat. <laughs> to say the least. That was one of my notes. And I didn't notice it at first because it was like, like they didn't like, it's not the first scene he's introduced. It wasn't like, look at his huge penis. It was just like, he's there. And I was like, oh, he's got a, oh, he, he's got a huge member. <laughs> it's like, it's got some weight to it. There's some girth. <laughs> yeah, you could kill a man with that thing. So let's give, uh, I guess, listeners a little bit of context here. Um, so just in like general, uh, the movie is about, uh, a father and a son, they give tours of, like, um, outdated, like, disco or... Yes. F- uh, fake disco tours. Yeah, fake disco. <laughs> and uh, the story is really the, the, the dynamic between the father and the son. Uh, and the son is uh, f- has a love interest, and it becomes a source of contention between the two of them. Um, the father is jealous because he might be losing his son, uh, who lives with them together. And, um, the, uh, son who is pretty much like a sexual novice, um, wants to live and experience things. And he thinks his dad's kind of holding him back, but there's a lot to, uh, a lot else that's going on kind of overhanging over the story is a serial killer known as the greasy strangler who is committing murders throughout. Who's just covered in grease. Hence just covered in grease. Literally head to toe covered in, in lard. So in this story, um, I would say is a, 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 like a B, like a horror movie, like a horror B movie, like black comedy that kind of revels in like kind of uh, gr- gross out videos. Like yeah. People who, movie would be like people who like to watch people popping spider bite and pimple videos on youtube so like this is not for the faint of stomach i would agree with that yeah it's just like really absurd some of the things um but i thought like the effects look pretty cool like the some of the kills and the uh just the greasy strangler in general is kind of like chilling in a way. I was gonna... it's like this weird creature thing. Yeah, out of context, the Greasy Strangler actually would be like a, a kind of terrifying villain and monster. He is like in in his own right, he is scary looking if you were to see it just kind of running at you. <laughs> right. And and there's a scene uh, just to there's it really doesn't matter like the plot in this movie like it's all about seeing it so like there's spoilers in this um podcast but um <laughs> just to jump yeah. ahead uh when he kills the guy that uh is in the 
car wash. So when the, after the greasy strangler strangles or kills people other ways, um, he goes to this car wash to get washed off and then uh, talks to this blind guy that owns the car wash. <laughs> and uh, Wait, sorry, I got done. Wait. So you gotta give a little. So like it's. That's what I was trying to do, and I'm I'm failing. So save me. Sorry, I just say so. Like the 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 story is about a father and son. The father is obviously the greasy strangler. Like in the first scene, there's like they're talking about something random, and like the father's like, "What do you do? You think I'm the greasy strangler? You think I'm the greasy strangler, don't you?" He's like, "No, I didn't say that." He's like, "Yeah, you think I'm the greasy strangler." And then the greasy strangler like looks like him, which, by the way, the father looks like um, Doc from Back yeah. to the Future. <laughs> I did not put that together, but that is hilarious. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, and so after he he commits a murder, he goes to a car wash, and that's how he gets clean, which I think is the funniest part of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> a camera shot of him getting like whacked in the face. <laughs> He's like, ah, <laughs> and the car wash is owned by a blind man, and the blind man uh, will never know who the greasy strangler is. He thinks it's just his friend getting a car wash. <laughs> yeah, like every. Well, other no, day. I think that he that he he knows that he's just going in there naked, <laughs> but I he doesn't know that he's the greasy strangler. But he he also uh, uh, I believe like bare ass farts in this blind man's face <laughs> at one point, and also so when he what my original point was that there are parts in this movie that are kind of scary if you put them in a different movie with a different tone throughout it, like before he kills uh, the guy the blind guy that owns the, the car wash, he is like you see the car wash going and where like normally he would be in there. He's not in there. So it's like, Oh, where's he at? And then he's like kind of creeping up on the blind guy. And then he chops his head off and dances around with it and then shoots a three pointer with it. (laughs) So like this movie is, so it could be scary, but then you just have the ending of that kill is just that. (laughs) He also had um, some pretty sweet dance moves as well. Yes. Also, I think it should be important to note, like, the dialogue of this movie is very, uh, like, N- Napoleon Dynamite-esque. Like, very yes. quotable. Um, it, very, it seems unnatural. Like, you think, like, are, are the people, are, people don't talk like this kind of thing. Yes, uh, they, don't, they don't say bullshit artist this much. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bullshit artist. Bullshit artist. You're I, bull- uh, I counted how bullshit. many times, or I tried to anyways count how many times they said that and at the end i'll count it up after i go through all my notes <laughs> so um a couple of things that came out to me like right away watching it is like the first scene i was like oh it's some chubby men and just in undies <laughs> really yes. dude there's a lot of male nudity and a lot of full frontal male nudity throughout this whole movie a lot more dick than I thought I would see. There's a lot of penis. Um, also, important to know, the father has a huge penis. We mentioned that. But the son has a micro penis. Very tiny. So, it, it, just an important distinction uh, in that. 
So I think actually, you know, adds to the whole like son living under the father's rule kind of thing. I, I don't know. That's a not so subtle way for the writers to demean the son and make him feel inferior to his father as if, you know, he, uh, you know, is owned by him still. So the father is kind of, he talks, they say bullshit artists all the time, but the father is kind of a bullshit artist. He's like a guy that will keep people under his wing just because they idolize him in some way, but he's not very cool. So he lies about things in his past. He makes up stories about cool things that he did. At one point he talked about, he was like friends with Michael Jackson, uh, <laughs> but he's not really. Um, and he blames his a wife who left him on his son, um, saying that it was his fault they ran away because he would poop the bed or something. <laughs> Like that. Important to note, he still shits the bed, apparently. (laughs) Yes. So that's their dynamic. They're in this weird tour business, and one day they happen upon um, a group of tourists who are really unhappy and they yell at the father character. And um, and the father character is mad at them, but right back they have an argument. Uh, This is people who are coincidentally later killed by the greasy strangler, but. One woman's fine, and it's a very flirtatious, chubby Latino woman who was there not eastbound and down. What's that? She was in eastbound and down. She oh, was, uh, she, uh, Scotty. She, Stevie, he's the woman she brings back from uh, Mexico. Oh, uh, okay, sorry. Yeah. And uh, the black guy that's in uh, the tourist group, he's um, like the witch doctor guy in Grandma's Boy. Oh, good callback. Those are the only two people I recognize in this movie. (laughs) Not a lot of big-name stars want to be in The Greasy Strangler. (laughs) Which really is a shame. I thought they would be able to get, like, a McConaughey or maybe a Denzel. Daniel Day-Lewis could tear this role apart. (laughs) Guys, tell you, uh, John, this movie uh, is a Elijah Wood production. I, I think I did know that, now that you say that. He has uh, produced some weird stuff. So now that he's like super rich and can do whatever he wants, he kind of likes funding the little independent projects like um, the recent uh, Iranian film about the female vampire. Uh, Girl Uh, Walks Home Alone at Night. Yeah, that one. Uh, That was produced by Elijah Wood. So it's kind of cool that he's just kind of like spending all that Lord of the Rings and uh, Wilfred money just on little pet projects that he has. Um, But yeah. Um, so get back to the plot. I, I had some notes here and I forget why at all, but, um, I have the potato chip scene. Why did uh, I remember that? Be, so before that, um, this movie has a, a lot of like long jokes in it. Just, and by that, I mean, just jokes that just keep repeating themselves. And that's one of them, Tyler is the potato chip thing. But before that, um, uh, when they're on the tour, I guess you're supposed to get free drinks on this tour and they just keep going free drinks and uh, <laughs> big, big Ronnie. That's the dad. Um, just keeps saying no free drinks and it just keeps going on and on. But then um, later on, when the tourists are back at the hotel trying to get uh, potato chips out of the vending machine, 
Um, they just keep repeating potato in uh, the same way, really, over and over again. Gotcha. Well, the, the then the greasy strangler pops out. <laughs> the, the boogie woogie man, as the uh, black guy puts it. It's the boogie woogie man. By the way, his face gets deflated. Yeah, it, uh, it gets it, punched <laughs> in like a football. Like yeah, it just is like smashed in. I just yeah. I, that things a deflated face. Is something I wrote. Yeah, there's there's cool practical effects in this movie. So it seems to be a running trend that anybody who upsets the father, Big Ronnie, as he's called. Uh, if he gets a, if Big Ronnie gets in an argument with people, the Greasy Strangler is probably going to kill that person later on. Um, so they kill the tourists that um, argue with him during the tour guide. Um, and then later on, Big Ronnie um, gets in an argument with a hot dog vendor. The hot dogs aren't greasy enough. And the hot dog vendor is upset because he can't put that much grease on his hot dogs because he would lose his license. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's another one of those long jokes that just keeps going on. Which, by the way, why is there a hot dog vendor out at night? Like, middle of the night. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> right. There's nothing around. It's like a back alley. Yeah, just like abandoned streets, just like ghost hot dog vendor, <laughs> who then just like parks his trailer on the street. It's very just, so. Well, like, this, so the hot dog vendor he gets it. He he's he's killed by the greasy strangler. Um, obviously, Big Ronnie only likes the greasiest food, and part of the reason why um, Big Ronnie is threatened by his son and. Um, Brayden and the love interest girl uh, is because Brayden cooks for Big Ronnie and he knows how to make the greasiest food for his dad. And he's like, who else will cook for me? And that's why he had to go to the hot dog vendor. Um, but um, there, so- there's a part uh, just to go back to the to the hot dog guy in his trailer where he's there's a shot where you see him walk like through the trailer. You're looking at it from the outside. And he's like walking through the trailer and you see him through his window and he's like about to sit on the toilet to take a shit. But I honestly <laughs> thought that he was going to shit out the window. <laughs> but I was I, like, that's, that's what this movie is. Like there's people shitting out the window, there's big dicks everywhere. They're going to drop this on me. I had the exact same thought, John. I was, I was 100% convinced that this hot dog Indian man was going to take a shit right off the back window of his trailer. Oh yeah, that's how he kills the uh, you know, hot dog vendor. I forgot about that. Right. Just, so, there's uh, unravel in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So then, um, certified fresh, <laughs> rotten tomato approved. It's a satire. <laughs> it's it's maybe it's just too smart for us. I think. Then the critics just know. You know, if if you want to watch a movie with your mother, grandmother priest <laughs> you know you should watch this movie it's certified fresh by rotten tomatoes highly suggested yeah this, yes. is, this uh, is a good family film pr- priest nice way to uh segue to uh something else that was in the movie so while they're uh 
on uh, while uh, Big Ronnie's uh, strangling hot dog, uh, Braden and Janet is the woman's name are on a date, and he's kind of giving her his story and uh, tells her that uh, his mom left his dad to marry someone named uh, Ricky Prickles. (laughs) <laughs> and he molested him when he was 18 <laughs> and I just thought that was an interesting thing to throw out on, on a first date I mean that's what I did on my first date with my girlfriend it seems really? to have worked for you Tyler I mean I also by Ricky Prickles so <laughs> <laughs> Who, whose occupation is given in this movie as professional sports coach which I thought was great <laughs> Which also made me think of uh, Napoleon Dynamite a little bit because there's like that stepfather who was like a quarterback kind of throw, throw yeah. a pigskin over a quarter mile. <laughs> yeah, throw, throw football over the mountains. <laughs> I I just I kind of got a Napoleon Dynamite vibe. Which by the way, this movie is not Napoleon Dynamite, but uh, maybe yeah. you can back me up if you felt there was a vibe there. Yeah, if Napoleon Dynamite was incredibly sexually disturbed, yeah, yeah, it could be. The Greasy Strangler. Oh, by the way, hypersexual film. Like, yes. And like gross. Just, yeah, just very weird and gross. And another thing in this movie, like, there's like greasy sound effects. <laughs> the sounds in this movie are so gross. Yeah. It really makes, makes you feel the grease. There is a lot. Um, but yeah, so we didn't get too much into the Greasy Strangler, but basically is Big Ronnie covered in grease, but it's more animalistic. Like he's growling, he doesn't really like talk, and he exclusively strangles people. I guess he does kind of punch. He seems to have some sort of monstrous strength. Yeah, as evidenced by the black guy's imploded face. Yes. Yes, and and he uh, he eye pops. He he squeezes the hot dog guy's head so. Hard that his eyes pop out, and he eats the eyeballs. He fries them up, roast, and then eat the eyeballs. Yes, he does, as one does. Yes. Then, then you have the the car wash, blow dry, dick flap again. <laughs> but um, let's yeah. also note it's an incredibly oddly shaped penis too. It's not like a big throbbing, you know, porn star member. It's this weird. No, it's just pointed. Like, it's uncircumcised. Yeah, it's like a it's like a, a a fleshy pink traffic cone almost between his legs. It's wrinkly. It's big, and it's the which, by the way, I at first I my first thought was, man, uh, good for this actor, man. He's really packing heat. And then I was like, oh no, that's no, obviously a prosthetic. Like, yeah. I really thought it was his actual penis for an alarming amount of time. That would be good for him if it was. I mean, that thing was just, just huge. It was, yeah. It commanded the eye. It (laughs) It's it's hard to think of much else. Yeah, the fact that we're talking about it enough should be... Uh, should give the, the listener a sense of just how big this dick is. For, for yes, any yeah. three men to dwell on the size of a person's penis this long, it's got to be rather large. And, and, like, the the amount that we're talking about it. Like, that's how much this penis is in this movie. 
Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of uh, big old wrinkly, greasy dong. This move, if you if you're Great uncomfortable with uncomfortable with ugly people being naked, this isn't the movie for you. <laughs> I don't know what that phobia is called, but this isn't for you. Old wrinkly beast. So basically, this this guy uh, Ronnie, he has two desires. One is to anybody that wrongs him, he murders through this greasy strangler persona, and his. Uh, son's girlfriend janet he wants to prove to um brayden his son that you know all women are bad and he's gonna do it by seducing her so he very comically tries to seduce her in a number of ways and at first you're thinking like this is like pathetic like obviously she's not going to fall for this and she doesn't at first but uh, like he takes her to a disco to just talk with her to get to know her and he's they're dancing in a disco and his dance move is purely just humping in the air for an yeah. and, my and, and he's he's wearing like this disco outfit and he just has like the tip of his dick in the pant leg and goes a huge cutout in the crotch <laughs> yeah it's a purple velour or not even velour like a purple crushed velvet one piece suit with like a V-neck cut to it that has uh, almost like a necklace that drapes around as well, and then as John mentioned, the crotch is cut out just enough so that like a third of his wrinkled massive penis sticks out of it. Also, it's cut out like just above the dick, so his bush hair is just just prominently displayed. Yes. In this <laughs> the pubes are out piece. of control in this movie. They all have huge... The three leads have huge bushes in this movie. Yeah, Janet's fiery bush hair makes several appearances as well. And hers hers is intense. It's like a head of hair just above her. Yes. twat. So... And Janet is not a classic uh, Hollywood beauty either. Um, no, that's what I'm saying. She's uh, you know. a short and stout uh, Hispanic woman. Um, and she uh, also... Um, is very nude and very sexual in the film. Yes, there's there's a lot of uh, th- her and Brayden doing weird sex stuff in this movie. Um, like when they have sex, uh, there's another long joke where he's just like, am I doing it right? Like this, Janet. Like this, Janet. And then she puts his, her finger in his butt. That was a, that was a thing that happened, yes. <laughs> their initial that was their first encounter right. but the father uh big ronnie tries to seduce her she declines him then later on he's coming home from another night out and he eventually seduces her and they go and have sex and in contrast to the sex she has with brayden it's like all night and multiple times. In fact, they show his penis afterwards, and for some reason, his penis becomes really small, right? He refers to it as a giant mouse's head. <laughs> but yes. Um, just, and- before, uh, just before we get too far past it in my, uh, in my notes, uh, there's a character in this movie that has a pig snout named Oinker who has one of my my favorite lines in the movie which is he comes up and he's got like these weird ballet shoes on 
And Ronnie's like, hey, where'd you get those shoes? And he's like, I'm renting them and absolutely loving it. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Renting shoes, so, but a, a novel idea. So that's their that's their buddy. And that, that he becomes kind of a turning point in it because... Um, Janet is now she's had sex with Brayden and now she's had sex with Big Ronnie. Um, and you know, they all kind of argue about it, and it seems like Janet's gonna be with Ronnie now, but then it's discovered, uh, Brayden and Janet discover that their friend that you just talked about, the pig snouted gentleman, has also been murdered by the greasy strangler, and so Janet said. They basically Janet and Braden say that they uh, they love each other, and that obviously Big Ronnie is the greasy strangler, and that they have to stop him. Am I going too far, John? No, you're you're right on the money. I think it's important to note that Winker, um, after being strangled, has his snout ripped off, and the greasy strangler digs his fingers into the cavity that once was. Winker's snout. Oh yeah, and then he eats. Like, he licks the blood. Yeah. Out thing. Yeah. And also, when they they finally find him, he's so decomposed. It's so gross. <laughs> yeah. So then, like, here's me as a viewer. Then I'm thinking, like, okay, like, um, this the big Ronnie, the greasy strangler, is the bad guy, and stories about the son who's going to step out of his father's shadow, find love. And they're going to triumph overall. And so um, they, this, the murder of the friend brings them together to bring down the greasy strangler. And they decide that they're going to get kind of married and they're going to tell, get Ronnie. But like Ronnie's like hiding under the bed. <laughs> yeah, he knows totally all about Yeah. And he kicks out, he kicks out Brayden, which the whole story, the whole movie, he's like, I'm going to kick you out, Brayden. I'm going to kick you out. And Brayden's like, no, don't do that at all. And, uh, yes, but now he really does. And so I'm trying to, I, I don't remember how to get to it, but at some point, uh, Big Ronnie, who's obviously disguised as somebody else, comes in to... <laughs> Detective Jody, I believe, is his name. Call a detective in, and Detective Jody, yes, who's obviously Big Ronnie, and they tell him how they're that Big Ronnie is the greasy strangler, and they need help and all this. John, can you go into it a little bit? Because my my memory's a little foggy about that. Uh, we're skipping all around. But there's a, there's some grease uh, left at the scene. So they call in Detective Jody, and they try to uh, explain to Detective Jody that they think Big Ronnie is the greasy strangler. So Detective Jody, who has freakishly long fingernails, like at least six-inch fingernails, leans down to inspect the grease, and um, Brayden begins to tell 
Detective Jody, how he believes it's the same grease that was at all of the other scenes from the Greasy Strangler. So Detective Jody commences uh, rubbing the grease all over himself and on his glasses. And then, uh, you know, after reveling in the glory of the grease for a small period of time and uh, I believe makes the, the just bland statement that it can't be Big Ronnie stands up and leaves under the pretense of having to wash his glasses. So then he walks out to the front of the house and, and strips down out of his costume, revealing that he is in fact Big Ronnie. <laughs> yes. And so so th- then this is when um, Braden and Janet kind of say that uh, they they're going to get married and they, they need to figure this out themselves. And Big Ronnie's under the bed. And he, uh, like, confronts them about it. And uh, Ronnie says that she would prefer his long, juicy prickness. And Janet says he'd, uh, she can, he can twaddle my twat. And another line that I thought was great, uh, Ronnie says, he'll crap the bed. And she says, I don't care, I'll rub it on my tits. <laughs> And then, then they, they do a reprise of, the, of something we haven't talked about yet, which is the, uh, probably my favorite part of the movie, uh, the Hootie Tootie Disco Cutie <laughs> part. Yes. Which is, a, is a, another long joke that uh, Brayden comes in on after them when they've had sex, Ronnie and Janet, and they, she says he, she is his... Uh, Hootie Tootie Disco Cutie. And they like humiliate Braden. Like Big Ronnie, his father, just had sex with his lover, Janet, which is a big betrayal to him. And he finds them in bed after his father said he wouldn't sleep with her and he did anyway. And he's like, she's my Hootie Tootie Disco Cutie. And then they stand up and start doing a twist jig and just yelling and repeating it in his face. Hootie tootie, disco cutie, hootie tootie, for a really long time. Like, so serious, too. <laughs> yeah. And my, my favorite part is, it's it's kind of near the end of it, when he just goes, no, Janet, not your ass. And she's, like, <laughs> doing the Ace Ventura <laughs> thing, where she's, like, talking with her butt, but saying hootie tootie, disco cutie. Oh, that's my favorite part of this whole movie. Oh, my God. It, I watched it the first time. I was like, wow, it was worth it. <laughs> Whatever, say what you want about the rest of this movie. It was worth it to see this woman talk out of her ass. Certified fresh, John. Certified fresh. Why are you always sending me these critical darlings, John? I'm sorry. These movies, uh, just over my head, John. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so d- d- wouldn't you say I had good reason to to be skeptical that either of you would enjoy it. Uh, absolutely, but it turned out to be hilarious. If Dude. not just terribly disturbing. I mean, it was a tough watch. Don't get me wrong, John. <laughs> but like, discuss- I just knew, I was like, okay, I know how you sent this to me because there's so much to uh, like unfold and unravel from this story. <laughs> like, okay, if I was listening to us talking about this right now, I would just be like, perplexed and transfixed as to like what the hell is this movie that they're talking well it's all that's why like talking about it doesn't even matter like you could literally read somebody the screenplay and it wouldn't yeah until you see it you'll you'll never never grasp 
the absurdity and just the foulness that, that this movie exhibits. Well, we're not, we're almost done though. And the end, there's a lot of curveballs going. So let's try to finish up to the end before we kind of um, talk about, you know, what we thought about the movie in general and some other just feelings on it. Um, so it seems so now that Big, Big Ronnie is revealed to be this killer, he gets uh, himself in Greece and like knocks out Braden kind of. Well, well, open hands. Uh, <laughs> he does. Before that, uh, though, uh, Braden's uh, scared and he calls up Janet. But before she comes over, uh, they have phone sex <laughs> really quickly. Um, and Pretend that- I'm tickling your clitoris with a pink feather. Yes. Uh, and what does he call his dick? I don't know, John. You have to tell me. I, does he does he call it certified fresh? Because that's what Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> well, I can't find it, but he calls it something. Um, but he's doing like the weirdest little like jerks, which like to jerk off his dick. He's got a micro penis, John. I, There's not much movement. I, so, but but then but then it's like revealed because I don't think you've seen his dick much at that up until that point. So then after that, he's like, before he gets in the, after he gets in the greasy strangler mode. So then Big Ronnie comes in, bitch slaps him, and he lays on the ground for like a really long time. I thought it was really <laughs> funny. Um, but then he's like, I can be greasy too. So then he greases up. Yeah, he finds like a treasure trove of grease in his father's closet. There's like Dude, a, they're hoarding grease. There's like a little trail of it leading from a, a closet and he opens it up to find like a. A Jeffrey Dahmer style giant fifty-five gallon blue drum of what can only be described as like fucking fast food restaurant lard that he strips down naked and climbs inside they, of. They must live near it, <laughs> like well, that. And they're also like for I don't whatever you do to make olive oil, like he's like bootlegging <laughs> olive oil in his. In his big Ronnie in his fucking bedroom, man. They got oil on oil in this house. Grease on grease. But yeah, this... there's like, yeah, there's industrial sized jugs of like of uh of canola oil or uh, olive oil or whatever. Yeah, dude, so greasy. But at this point he's um uh Big Ronnie has stolen Janet and run away with her at as the greasy strangler, and so now Braden has been slapped to the ground. And instead of laying defeated, he stands up for himself and says, I'm going to, I, I can be greasy too. So he finds this tub of grease. He jumps in to be greasy and he becomes like Greasy Strangler 2.0 and he starts roaming the streets. And he, for some reason, goes to a local movie theater, <laughs> which I was, how does he know where they are? But he goes to a local movie theater to find. Um, big, uh, sorry, the Greasy Strangler, a.k.a. Big Ronnie, strangling uh, Janet, his love interest, and you think he's going to come save the day, but what happens, John? There's a uh, Shyamalan twist, and he starts to strangle her, and her eyes Who's pop he? out, and then they, they eat them. Big Braden. Braden, but Greasy Janet, Strangler, and, 2.0. He strang- instead of saving Janet, he joins his father in strangling 
Janet as well. And they kill Janet. Which is followed by a scene of the two of them walking fully clothed, not covered in grease, on the beach. Wherein Big Ronnie proceeds to tell Brayden that he's proud of him. Which I would imagine is the first time. He does. After they go through the uh, The car wash. Car wash. Holding hands. Yeah. Holding hands together naked in the car wash. And, you know, he he kind of, uh, Big Ronnie opens up and, you know, he's uh says that you know i wasn't ready to be a father at, at 16 i believe <laughs> um it was and he said that he he wanted to go on uh he was on john travolta's yacht and john travolta said Braden was a good kid <laughs> and that they were gonna open up a disco <laughs> and they were gonna call it john and ron's dance jungle but ronnie gave it up to be a father and they're kind of bonding here, right? They are. And they act like they never liked Janet, even though both of them clearly did. And they're like, all right, I know what we have to do. Let's go. And here's the throwback. Let's go get Ricky Prickles, who was the guy who stole um, Braden's mother from Big Ronnie. And molested him. Yes, molested him. So- molested 18-year-old yeah. Braden. Yeah. That's right. And, and sexually harassed <laughs> So randomly, this character is introduced. There's just a, a short, like Hispanic man running away from them in the woods, like, "Ha ha! You'll never catch me!" And they, they catch him. And uh, they eat his eyeballs too. They do. They do eye pop him as well. Before <laughs> being captured by two other Hispanic hunters, who are hunting with AK-47s for some reason. Yeah, they. They are. There's like they look at them, so like there is. They see them; hu- they're human, non-greasy selves tied to stakes and being shot with AK-47s, and then their heads pop open and confetti comes out. <laughs> yeah. So like this movie's all over the place, man. It's just weird, and it's also like absurd and gross and. Then they turn into like cavemen and they're walking around with spears. Yeah, so I mean, screaming into the mountains. I guess it was it was some sort of I don't know how you interpreted it, but after they killed Ricky Prickles, they see themselves not greasy getting killed. Um and then they run away and they're just the greasy people. So I feel like it was like their former selves getting killed in some way. And now they're just these two greasy monsters. Uh, I guess, you know, cliffhanger into whatever next story would be just these two monsters, I guess. That's the way I I looked at it. Always got to have a sequel, man. (laughs) Hollywood is franchised these days. (laughs) Well, 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 either of you did hard as I was while watching this. So you're saying you liked it? What what are we saying? (laughs) Do we, do we like it? Is this a recommend? Uh, I would say, yeah, recommend. Um, I don't know that I liked it, but I would recommend everyone else watch it. Is it a good movie? No. No, it's not a good movie. No, no, it's not. <laughs> I didn't... Because watched... just to play devil's advocate, you could, pl- you could make the argument that a movie's job is to entertain. 
and we were all very entertained by this. That's, that's true. I was entertained by discussing it with you. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Um, this is hard. This is a hard recommend in the same way that you asked, are we still friends? It's like you really have to have somebody that is really into watching like gross videos. They would like this movie. Yeah, I mean, I picked the audience. I didn't. I didn't ask my grandma to watch this movie. Like, yeah, that's fair. I think you know that uh, both Tyler and I have uh, open yeah, minds, you're open different mind. tastes in humor and uh, entertainment. So, this is a movie. I feel like is something that you kind of watch the first time and you kind of digest it. Like, what the hell is this movie? And then, like, then after you know what it is and you kind of rewatch it, you can kind of be entertained by what it actually is, which is like this compilation of absurd events uh, that are loosely strung together by these over the top, just uh, violent and uh, kind of absurd uh, situations that these people are in. And they yell out random quotable lines and it's definitely something for um the midnight what do they call the midnight watches on uh yeah like it it could have a cult following yes i mean i i think that it's like a gross out movie kind of thing but also just like weird i think it's got a pretty strong undertone of like uh the uh, father and son relationship, right? The son is constantly trying to uh, impress his father, but but also feels like he's living under his father's thumb and is still trying to get out of it, despite the fact that he's trying to, to constantly impress him. And the father is right. overly um, you know, protective and, I guess, uh, overly, like... Um, aggressive with the son but only out of fear that the son is outliving his or outgrowing his need for his father so he's trying to keep him around by belittling him and like convincing him that he's not uh you know man enough to live on his own but it's really it's it's the father's fear that his son is going to leave him if you want to look deeper into it i mean on a surface level it's just two naked men covered in grease strangling people but Right, it's that kind of it's that father son story on like a subtextual level, but then you're just kind of like distorting it. You're telling it through this prism of like this weird aesthetic, and like that's one thing I can respect about this movie. This movie has a vision. Like the people that made this, they knew what they wanted to do and they did it. <laughs> and it's like if you don't like it, fuck off. Yeah, right. Yeah. But this was uh uh this was tough to watch uh like twice in the span of a week so did you ever hear the expression go hard or go home well whoever made this movie they did not go home they did not (laughs) they went they went hard on the paint in this one (laughs) and the guy actually um i looked him up hadn't done anything really before this um, his name's Jim Hosking, but he's going to be, has a movie coming out this year with Aubrey Plaza, Jermaine Clement from Fly of the Concords, Emil Hirsch, and Craig Robertson in it. So, really? 
Yeah, I, I guess Hollywood was impressed with the Greasy Strangler. Yeah, it's and a pretty critics, solid cast. Obviously. Certified fresh, John. Certified fresh. But this, I think the only time I ever watched two, like, really hardcore movies like this so close together was Tyler when we watched Sallow. Do you remember when we watched that in college? Yeah. Uh, I watched that twice in one day. Yeah, I remember because you, I caught like the tail end of it, and I was like, I gotta watch this movie. Yeah, so so Pat, I don't know if you've ever heard of this movie, or for any listener that is uh, uninitiated, uh, Sallow is a, it's a '70s movie about Italian fascist leaders in the last days of World War II who kidnap a bunch of kids and just like torture them and do weird sex stuff and there's a lot of like poop and piss in it oh uh-huh. it's a tough and it's a tough watch but it's yeah and, yeah precursor to uh say schindler's list no like um like human centipede or, uh-huh. or a serbian film or something Even like, like that games um hunger battle royale yeah kind of wouldn't you say john Yeah, I get Battle Royale is just violent and bloody. Sallow is just like it's it's gross like this movie is. And it's like kind of long and parts of it are boring and it's like in Italian and it's just like it feels more arty than Battle Royale did. But it's just like dudes peeing on kids. It's weird. And then at the end they just kill them all the kids yeah yeah because it's like the allies are closing in gotta cover our track my god so yeah, yeah that's a that's a movie maybe for uh another discussion a, a later episode yeah this could be the start of a franchise next yeah, week boys we're watching sallow how do you spell that pat i think you might actually get more out of sallow than uh the greasy strangler but uh it is. There's a lot less humor in Sallow, though. It's heavy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, we could talk about that on another uh, another episode, perhaps. Um, so anything to uh, sum up? I have to say, uh, well, one, um, John, your your choice in movies are quite snobby and pretentious. You're always like <laughs> critical darlings when you send me flicks, so... I mean, the next movie you recommend, I'm guessing, is going to be something certified fresh, as usual. Just it's going to be a cap- capital F, capital F film, just like this movie. I mean, like Oscar bait. Hello, that's what this. Of course, Big Ronnie, best supporting actor. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Let's get a time machine. Go back to 2016 and uh, and make that happen. <laughs> no, honestly, though, Maria did walk in on the scene where they're having phone sex and the and Brayden with the micro penis is jerking off. She's like, what the fuck? What? She couldn't even say anything. Yeah, I watched this movie on my phone with headphones in. Like with my my back in a corner, like a a, a vet just coming back from overseas, like, can't have my back to the door. <laughs> Like, no one's getting to look at this. <laughs> we were texting each other, and Pat was like, you know, maybe I'll just, like, watch it at work. And we were like, no. 
no, yeah, no, no, don't no. watch this movie. And boy, am I glad you fellas gave me yeah. that warning because <laughs> that would not have been appropriate. No, that's. I'm sure that's a fireball offense. Uh, it has to be. I'd probably just quit. If anybody saw yeah. me watching that, I think the second one of my coworkers saw me watching a film where there was a man just covered in grease with a 10 inch member, <laughs> I'd probably just, I'd just leave. That would be my last day. Yeah, that's too much of a, of a peek into my personal life. <laughs> like, you know, you have your, your work life and your home life, and it's like, that's too much of a look behind the curtain. <laughs> like, work people don't need to be seeing that. True. That's why I'm talking about it on the internet. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, at least uh, at, at least in this forum, people know that we watched it for, with the purpose of talking about it. I think it worked, like with my headphones in, if someone were to just walk by and see that, the assumption yeah. would be that that is, uh, you know, something that I just consume on a regular basis as entertainment. Right. Oh, that, this is way worse than porn, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. I would much rather have hardcore porn pop up on my computer. Oh. Then the greasy strangler just, you know, naked, squeezing some guy's eyes out. Well, eating them. If anybody were to say that you two, you know, were weird or gross at all for watching that, I would disagree. I would say that you were both hootie tootie disco cuties in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) That's thank you. Hootie tootie disco cutie. Hootie tootie disco cutie. And they're not kidding when they say that 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 that's long. I mean, I would estimate like two minutes, maybe three minutes of just <laughs> hootie tootie disco yeah. cutie. However long, yeah, long that's how long it was. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was it was amazing. Well, we're we're uh, we're at a time here. Um, so uh, yeah, just to wrap up. Any last uh, thoughts, uh, one-liner, a 30-second uh, line from each of you before we close out? John? See this See this movie. Uh, you got to see it to believe it. Um, it's a good time. Um, uh, at least it'll give you something to talk about with your friends or the people that used to be your friends. It's true. It's true. I'll make yours extra picante. If you want a girl to date you, don't watch this movie with her. That's no. <laughs> not right away. But if, if like six months in, a girl that you're dating wants to watch this movie, I say hang on to her. Buy the ring. Just don't even buy the ring. I would say yeah. that's how you know she's a keeper. The likelihood that you will have sex with uh, with a girl after seeing this on a date is pretty slim. In fact, yeah, no, no, she no. probably won't talk to you again. So. You have sex with the girl first. Like yeah. you lock this down. Yeah, it, like it's like poop, pooping with the door open. Like once you're cool with that, then you bring up the greasy strangler. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, you want to make sure you are in a, a healthy and committed relationship before uh, before presenting this as an option for movie night. Because otherwise, you know, you need to find yourself a hoodie tootie disco cutie. You know what I mean? That's right. Certified. Certified fresh. All right, fellas. All right, guys. Thanks all for listening. Tune in next week for more tranny talk. (laughs) We're sticking with that. (laughs) Sounds good. Tranny talk next week. See you. Thanks, y'all.